Welcome to The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. Hello and welcome to The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges. We are your hosts, Omar Ramos. And I'm Veronica Avila. Today's topic is The Struggle is Real, today and yesterday. Dun, 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 dun. And like every podcast, the objective is to take away tips and ideas that can help you better your parenting skills and, of course, better your relationship with your children. That's right, Omar. And for that, we've invited a panel of special guests who will be sharing their expertise and also their personal stories and insights about parent-child relationships. So let me go ahead and uh, introduce our guest today, Dr. Alicia Laos, clinical psychologist and CEO of Family Bridges and co-author of The Struggle is Real. And of course, we have Pastor Bill Farrell, who is also a father and grandparent. Thanks for joining us. We will be talking about Generation X parenting and the style that was back then, that was uh, mostly used back then, and what we can grab from that era, bringing it now to the new millennial parenting. Now, Generation X parenting style was described by experts as being pragmatic and individualistic, that they parent individually adjusting demands of each child. They do what's best for each child, and they also teach their children what it means and what it takes to be successful, clearly understanding that only the best one wins. Very interesting. So we're going to go ahead and kick off our intro skit that shows Generation X parenting style. Ah, look at that ride. This place is awesome. It is awesome, it is. Molly, you're dancing around there. Do you have to go to the bathroom? I do. All right, here, let me take you. Anyone else up for an adventure to the bathroom? No, thank you. Mikey? No, thanks. Let's go get in line. You should go to the bathroom first. I don't have to go. You'll feel differently after 20 minutes in line. Come on, I don't want to repeat last year. Fine. Why don't you and Mindy hold a spot in line while we go to the bathroom? I have to go too, actually. Well then, Mindy, can you hold a spot for all of us? What? She gets to stay? She's been leading us around the park all day. Can I use a CD player while I wait in line, please? Done. Here you go. What? She gets to use a CD player? Not fair. She's doing you a favor by waiting in line. You get to go to the ride faster. Now let's go. Mindy, we'll be right back. But I'm the oldest. And you always will be. I'm going. I'll see you in line. Meet us at the hospitality center if you get lost. Will do. Where's the hospitality center? Take my map. See if you can find it. Who's ready for an adventure walk? I'm ready. Yay. Yay. You know, if you want to act like the oldest, maybe you could use that map you're holding to steer us to the bathroom. How would that be? I don't know how. I could show you. Then you'd be like a real pirate. Can I see too? Of course, matey. Next stop, restrooms. Yarr! Arr. Here, let me do it. You have to say yarr! Yarr! Lead the way, Captain. These buccaneers be needing the bathroom. Arr! Okay. So we heard of the word CD player, so most likely this happened during the 90s. <laughs> so we have mom, dad, and their three kiddos, Mikey nine, Mindy apparently eight, and Molly who was five. Dr. Laos, can you please talk a little bit about the Generation X parenting style we just heard? Yeah, I think a few weeks ago we saw some examples of generation of the Depression era, which was a little bit different. And this, it was very clear that the parents were 
just really catering to the kids, just trying to be fun and engaging. And another style might have said, let's go to the bathroom and just go on with it. And that's it. That's not, you know, no frills. But here you just saw a tone of the parents really trying to make it fun and engaging. And even a trip just to the bathroom, which is something that happens all the time. They were putting themselves in the kids' shoes and trying to make a game out of it and make it fun. And so that's just a tone. That tone is very different than the tone that I knew my parents took with me. You know, we go to go to the bathroom, you just go to the bathroom. There's no nonsense. There's no, like, it, they would treat you more like an adult, if you will. Um, and in this case, I think there's a sense that the parents are really thinking, these are kids, so let's treat them as kids and let's make this even be a fun experience for them. So it's very individualistic in that in and that sense. Exactly. And not only that, but they're like talking to each of their kids down to their level, depending on the interest of each child. What are the pros and cons of doing something like that? Not everybody's going the same way. You know, you're talking to Mindy one way and then you're talking to Molly the other way, but... It takes a little bit more time, but I think it's a good thing. I don't know if it is. Can you tell us the pros and cons? Yeah, I mean, we just saw it. It took an incredibly long time (laughs) just to talk about going to the restroom. the patience these parents (laughs) have. They had a lot of patience. They had to sit there and think through each child and what approach would make sense. But in doing so, they're really recognizing that that child has a lot of value, intrinsic worth, and they're seeing them eye to eye, which I think is really important because the kid feels that sense of confidence. Like mm-hmm. I'm being recognized, I'm being seen who for who I am. But as we saw, it took a long time. Yeah, I would say, you know, the upside or the value of that is that looking at each child as an individual, mm-hmm. trying to engage and motivate them and seeing them as with individual needs is, is a real positive thing. Now, on the flip side of that, though, can I yes, engage in that? Okay, please. The flip side of that is that I think that reflects that oftentimes the, the value is the child is the center of the family. Mm-hmm. And so a child grows up believing they're mm-hmm. a, the center of the family as opposed to they're part of the family, that there's this mm-hmm. relational dynamic that is not just about my needs and, and what I want, but there's this relationships with the whole group. And so I'd say it's a matter of degrees, mm-hmm. at least the way that I see it is it moving from the child being the center to actually being a part of of. And I think that's a distinction that we need to make. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that sometimes that could be like babying a kid when you treat them, make them feel like they are the center of attention? Yeah, it's like pandering them. Okay. You know, I mean, I've seen it happen where a mother has taken 30 minutes to tell their child that they can't play with that flashlight uh, when <laughs> they're in bed. And, you know, I've watched that and said, just take the flashlight away. <laughs> Done with conversation. <laughs> exactly. You know, there, there doesn't need to be a conversation around this, right? You know, I just say that's the way it is. But yeah. 30 minutes talking about, well, you know, it wouldn't be good for you and you need to you need to get your sleep and so on and so forth. Too much. Uh, yeah. Conversation done. I'm bigger than you and I'm smarter than you. Yeah, no, I, I'm kidding a little bit. Well, a little bit, but, you know. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, well, why don't we go ahead and listen to the second skit? You have 14 new voice messages. To listen to your messages, press 1. Hi, Jenny. This is Karen calling from Parent Network. We are so excited that you and your husband, Phil, signed up for our monthly meetups to discuss parenting in the modern age. I just wanted to call and welcome you on behalf of the whole group and to tell you how much we are looking forward to getting to know you over the coming monthly sessions. Anyway, go ahead and give me a call back if you have any questions. Otherwise, we look forward to meeting you at the Community Center on Monday the 12th at 8 p.m. Until then. 
Hi there, Mrs. Sanderson. This is uh, Tiago Ronaldo, Bradley's soccer coach. Uh, we've had a, a parent drop out, and I was calling to see if you or Mr. Sanderson was available to drive and chaperone the boys in Jeff City next month for the state finals. You'd really uh, be helping the team out of a jam. Anyway, if you could, uh, give me a call back either way to let me know if uh, you're available. Thanks. Jenny, oh my god, you never answer your phone. It's your sister. I want to talk to you. Hello? 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 Call me back. Hey, Jen. It's me, again. Uh, it's about 4.30, and I just got a call from Eileen saying she was still at school. I couldn't get a hold of anyone, so I just rescheduled my meeting, and I am on my way to pick her up. I should be there in about 20 minutes. She sounded pretty mad, FYI, so I'm thinking ice cream dinner <laughs> and maybe a movie this weekend. I don't know. Call me back. I love you. Hi, Jenny. This is Karen, calling from Parent Network. We really missed you and Phil at our session last night. I just wanted to call and make sure everything is okay with you and to let you know you are still completely welcome at next month's session. Now, if you want to recap of last night's activities, I'd love to talk to you about that, too. I hope everything's all right. Take care. Hello, Mrs. Sanderson. This is Tony. I was just calling because, well, I don't know. Eileen seemed really down at our piano lesson this afternoon, and I wanted to make sure everything was all right. She hadn't practiced any of the pieces I signed last week, and she just seemed, well, down. So if you could just check in with her and make sure she sets aside enough time this week to practice, I'd really appreciate it. Also, the next school term is starting up soon, so you can go ahead and send payment with Eileen to her next lesson, or you can give the office a call and pay over the phone. Totally up to you. Uh, have a good day. Oh my goodness, what just happened there? That felt like that was my voicemail or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So this is a mom's voicemail. Obviously, she's overwhelmed. I don't know how long mm -hmm. it's been since she last listened to her voicemail, but what's going on here? What's going on with the parents nowadays? Is it that we're just very busy? Is it that we're trying to cater to the kids maybe so much <laughs> that mm -hmm. we don't have, that we're missing out? On opportunities? What's going on? Well, I, I think in part that in today's world, because there are so many opportunities for kids' involvement in things, it, mm -hmm. that there is an overcommitment. There is. You, you hear it all the time. I mean, I saw it with my kids and with my peers. Mm -hmm. Is They're in soccer. They're playing an instrument. They're in another sport. They have a, a trainer because they, they think this kid is really good, so they want to get them even better. <laughs> I mean, it's, yes. it's, it's crazy. And everybody, you know, the thing about it is that, mm -hmm. that people will say, I'm overcommitted, but they continue along that line. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. you and know? you're trying to get the kids to all these A, B, C, D, E places. Right, right. And then you're going to crash sometime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it in clinical practice where, unfortunately, kids super depressed because they've done they've been very, very overcommitted. I mean, you know, from five in the morning to, you know, they have to do this. And then right after school, chess club practice. I mean, just listening to them, like I would just feel mm -hmm. the anxiety, you know, and they're going to bed at one in the morning and you're going, OK, and your kid, you're supposed to enjoy your childhood. Mm -hmm. I understand that we as parents want to provide opportunities for our kids to mm -hmm. grow, to experience the world, to be prepared for the future. Exactly. And that's important. But what's wrong with just one thing? 
at a time, you know, or, or just really consider what are some of the other priorities as a family that we have? Do we want to develop our children's spiritual growth? Do we want to develop just family time? Mm-hmm. And just there's other things that we need to balance out and figure out what we need to take away so that those pieces are also nurtured. Hmm. Interesting. And, and it seems like uh, she doesn't like uh, receiving text messages. So that's why everybody calls and leaves a message. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we heard that obviously there's consequences when you don't like organize yourself or you really don't yeah. pay attention to these right. type of things. You know, you might have a very upset husband or an upset child, but what are the more severe cases or scenarios that you could run into when you don't really focus on being a parent and try to manage all these different things that you have to do? Yeah, well, this mom sure needs to be a business manager, but a home. <laughs> but I think you get burned out and then you also get angry as a parent and mm-hmm. you get short-tempered whenever little things happen along Overwhelmed the way. Overwhelmed, yeah. And um, you get burned out and then that's where you start even running into clinical depression and anxiety because it just takes such a heavy toll. Mm. And so... I just would caution parents to slow down. I think it's important, yes, give your children opportunities, but they, we don't need to be doing all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put them in one or two activities at a time and see them flourish in that and call it a day. I don't know that we need to stuff them and overschedule our schedule so much that, like Bill was saying, we cater so much to them mm-hmm. that, that everything revolves around them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's more to life than that. So we need to be careful. I think many parents do this maybe inadvertently. Maybe they really want to expose their Mm -hmm. kids to the best that they can have or the best opportunities they can get or et cetera. But by doing this, we're overwhelming the kids. What are the negative consequences for the children if we continue to have such a busy schedule for them? You know, one of the things that I've I've seen is that parents oftentimes will look to the left, look to the right and see what the other kids are doing or they hear from their kids what other kids are involved in. So there's this unfortunate game in which if Johnny's in two things, I need to put my, my kid into two or three things. And so the comparison hmm. is a trap. I think you need to pull back and look at what are your priorities, you know, what is it that you value, the, your child's academics, your child's uh, spiritual life, and then to, to proceed accordingly. I can I can still remember a meeting that one of the soccer coaches had with my son's team in which the parents on the sideline were getting pretty angry over playtime and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so he pulled the parents aside. And these kids are like eight years old, and we had some pretty irate parents. And he pulled back and he said, now, is your aspiration for you to have your child to play professional soccer? Because if that's the case, let me tell you, one in a million does that. You're just going down a path here with this and trying to get your kids with uh, trainers and not just a travel team, but also multiple teams. And so the impact it can have, for one thing, it sets up kids thinking, well, I can be that great. And Mm -hmm. actually, you end up with uh, just being Mm -hmm. pretty mediocre. And the fact is you miss out, as Alicia said, you miss out on just the value of play and just the value of being with your family and those mm-hmm. and those uh, priorities. Yeah, I think it's just as important for kids to spend so much time playing and there's so much research that speaks to the value of that, of free play now, because they're able to create things on their own and have that whole imaginative world. But if they're scheduled to death, there's no room for that. And then they're very stressed in order to meet all the deadlines and all mm-hmm. the things. And so from early on, we're seeing such an early onset of kids with all this anxiety mm-hmm. issues because, and oftentimes, not each time, but oftentimes is, When you look at their schedule, there are overscheduled. There's so much competition in their lives that they have to generate. And they don't have time to just be a kid and 
build Lego sets and things like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Great information. Thanks for the feedback, Dr. Alicia, and of course, Pastor Bill, who are joining us today. And we're going to go ahead and move forward. And uh, we have really good news for all those parents that might be going or experiencing like a sense of guilt that maybe they're not meeting up to the standards of being the super parents. So our next skit is called You're Not an Awful Parent. And it sounds a little bit like this. When you're part of a family, it's not always good to think about me, is it? So this month, I'd like to challenge everyone. Oh, hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, not at all. You're not interrupting. Are you here for Parent Network? Uh, yes. What's your name? I'm Jenny. Jenny Sanderson. Oh, hello, Jenny. I'm Karen. I'm the one who blew up your voicemail last month. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't make it. Well, please have a seat. You know, Anywhere you like, we won't bite. We had just finished going around and doing a little exercise called Peak and Pit. You list a peak, or best family moment, from the last month, and then a pit, or low family moment, from the last month, just as a way of sharing with the group. Would you like to go? You mean right now? No, you can have some time to think if you want. Oh, no, 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 that's fine. Uh, I've had uh, quite a month. I have a few pits to pick from. Well, why don't we start with a peak? Okay. Um, hi, everyone. By the way, my name's Jenny. And uh, this month, well, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, my son, his name's Bradley, plays soccer. Uh, and his team is pretty good, the Owls. And they had their state championship series this last month at the Capitol. And they needed another parent to drive the boys back and forth all weekend, so I volunteered. And I had a really nice couple of days, meeting all of Bradley's teammates, having some mom and son time, watching him play. They actually finished third in the state. It was a pretty great weekend, actually. And that sounds wonderful. And congratulations to the Owls, obviously. Uh, What about your pit? I had a few pits last month. Which one comes to mind? Uh, My older daughter, Eileen. She's been taking piano lessons for a few years now. She's only nine, but she is ridiculously talented. Uh, And her father normally picks her up from her lessons, but he had a really important late meeting he'd scheduled months ago, so I told him I'd move my schedule around and pick her up. I run my own floral shop, so I can get us up pretty easily. But then I forgot. And I get home that night, and Eileen is livid. She's furious, and rightly so. Her piano lesson was over at 3.30. She'd finally gotten a hold of my husband, who came to pick her up at 5.15. And then I get this call from her piano teacher saying she hasn't been practicing. And I feel like that's my fault. And my simple, stupid mistake is causing this whole chain reaction in my family. And as my kids are getting older, I just find myself getting frightened. Not for them. I I know they're going to be fine, but for me, as selfish as that sounds, I'm I'm terrified that I'm just going to drop the ball again and again. And when my children and my husband look back on these years, they'll just remember all the times I failed. It, It really freaks me out, you know? And I'm here because maybe you have some advice? I talk to other parents, and after a while, they all start to contradict themselves. What's good to do, what's bad to do, and it's just so... Anyway, I guess that was my pit. Realizing I am totally and utterly terrified of being an awful parent. Thank you, Jenny, for sharing that. Thank you. You know... My daughter doesn't play the piano, but even so, there's not a single thing you just said that hasn't run through my mind at one time or another. And you know what? 
you're not an awful parent. Well, thank you. You know how I know that? How? Because you're here. Because you're reaching out. Because you care. Wow. I was starting to feel bad for this mother who uh, went into immediate panic mode. Um, So she shows up a month later at the parent network uh, voicing her frustrations and feeling very terrible as a parent. Now, Dr. Laos, I don't want to say, is this common nowadays? I want to say, how common is this? Yeah, I mean, like we talked earlier, I think when we overschedule our lives, Mm -hmm. then we don't have time and then we have a sense of false guilt whenever we forget things. And we're going to forget if your schedule is so crowded or you're going to double schedule, it's going to happen just because we're human and we're going to make those kinds of mistakes. So that's going to that's going to happen. And I think that that's why it's so important for us to scale back and just try to look at what priorities are important as a family, what are our values, what are the one, two, threes. And sometimes we need to take a scissor, right, and cut those things so that Mm -hmm. then we're able to have more breathing room, more margins in our lives mm-hmm. to enjoy the family, to have fun. At the end of the day, when your kids are 30 mm-hmm. and plus, yes, they're going to be thankful for maybe perhaps some of the discipline things that they've learned through soccer or through sports or music. That's going to be great. But what is going to be important for them are the life lessons, the, me- the memories that they've created as a family because you've mm-hmm. been able to be there with them. It's just important for us to do a self-checkup as a family and make some necessary cuts so later, you know, we don't run into over-scheduling our lives and, and, and doing these things because that's going to happen when our schedule is too stuffed. Whether it be a uh, mom in this case or, or, or a father, I mean, anybody could become overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, would you recommend them taking these kind of initiatives, these kind of steps to get some kind of help and vent with a professional so that they don't collapse and fall into uh, depression mode or panic mode or just do something dumb with their lives because they feel they're probably not being a good parent? Yeah, I think it's important to get help, especially when we recognize that things are falling apart or we feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. or exhausted, too too tired. Being able to have someone that we can talk to, in this case, a parent group is great because mm-hmm. there's other parents and we can relate to and, and just tell stories and that can be very uplifting. Um, but having some kind of community support where you can be real and you can just pour out the frustrations you have and then be held accountable for making some changes along the way is always helpful. Bill, would you like to add anything? I would say that, you know, oftentimes when people feel overwhelmed, whether it's uh, men or women, is that one of the, unfortunately, uh, knee-jerk reaction is to isolate yourself, Mm -hmm. is to pull back and to bear down. And it sounds like this is what Jenny was doing. She's just trying to work harder and harder. But now she's taking this step to be in relationship with other people. And and exactly what Alicia was saying is that in a community of other people, so she's not alone now. I would say that I applaud that. That is a great step. I would say, in addition to that, that she needs to be talking to her husband, just there to talk through, this is this is how I'm feeling, this is how I, what I'm experiencing, and let's work together to try to fix this. That's right, and I think one of the biggest takeaways today for all parents out there listening is that it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you don't have your kid in five different activities. If you forgot one, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to be the perfect parent. You have to try your best, yes, try your best. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine to feel overwhelmed once in a while. Seek for the help. Great talk. 
Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Thank you for sharing your expertise and personal insights with all of us today. Vero. Thank you for listening to us and stay tuned for our next podcast. The topic then will be please silence your phone. Mm. Uh-huh. Talking about technology <laughs> and the role it has in our homes. Of course, this was The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges. Follow us on social media with the hashtag The Struggle is Real or hashtag TSIR. Thank you so much for being with us, Bill. Thank you, Dr. Ali. And thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. I'm Veronica Avila. And on this side, Omar Ramos. Till next, next time. time. This was The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. For more ideas on parenting, get your copy of The Struggle is Real by Drs. Paul Meyer and Alicia Laos on FamilyBridgesUSA.com. 